0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. PDW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
1: plus. Down to business. When he drinks, he thinks. That's the nectar of the gods, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the number one liquid-fueled, liquid-lubricated show, On the interwebs, this is the Whiskey Musings Broadcast. And I am your glutton-for-punishment host, Rick. Yes, I am a glutton-for-punishment. You want to know why? Because I actually sat through the entire State of the Union speech last night. And I gotta be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that there was nobody else here. Um, And the reason being is because of the fact that... um, because of the fact that I was yelling at the screen, oh, every time Biden said something that I knew was false, I went ahead and was screaming at the at the screen. I, if I'll be honest with you, if I were to ever get elected into the House of Representatives and we were to have this kind of a situation again, I don't think I could be quiet. I, I just can't. I mean, I I I do understand it is against decorum to go ahead and and yell like that. Um, but the thing about it is, is that I, I just, I, I just could not, I, I couldn't stand it. I mean, there were so many lies and, and, you know, stuff that was put in, um, on everything. And I just, I, I couldn't do it. I just, I, I, I couldn't keep quiet even in my own, um, even in my own thing, um, What's going on here? They're saying... Rumble is saying no music. Do you guys not see me? Over on Rumble? Let me check something here real quick. Make sure I'm live over here. Um, Hold on, guys. I don't know what's going on. Why is it not running? Is it not connected? Let me see. Ah! Unable to connect, it says. Well, give me just a second. Let me um, turn it off and turn it back on again. See if that solves it. Huh. Rumble is unable to connect. Okay. Let me go back over here. Um, Hmm. This is bad. Uh, Okay. For those of you who are on Facebook, give me just a second. I want to get Rumble up. Let me just do this real quick here. I do want to get Rumble up um, on this, so I gotta give me just a second here. Um, let's see, RT, I need an RTMP stream here. That's Steam. Those are all the platforms, but that's not what I want. I just want a simple RTMP stream. Why is it not? allowing me um hmm well this is not good oh wait I just saw it ah shoot custom RTMP here we go alright give me a second I'm trying to get give me just a moment here let's see I don't understand why it didn't do this, but it technical difficulties, please stand by. (laughs) Um, Which this kind of sucks, but let's see. So everything else uploaded, it looks like the upload piece is going just fine. Um, Okay, add the channel. And unfortunately I don't have a J to be able to do this, Um, so let me go ahead and kick that off. And let's see if it'll actually... There we go. Okay, now it looks like it might be starting to send data. Um, There we go. All right. Hi, everybody over on Rumble. I apologize um, for that. Uh, Apparently it, uh, it went and killed the stream for some reason. It couldn't. It couldn't find its way to Rumble. So let's hope that that actually fixes it. Um, so hold on. I'm just checking and verifying. Yep, there we go. All right. Okay. Sorry guys. Uh, again, sorry for those of you on Rumble um, that are over there. Um, I was having a problem with. Uh, obviously, Rumble didn't didn't go through. It didn't uh, connect in. So. Yeah, so that's that's right. Uh, OK. All right. So uh, hopefully Rumble is picking up guys in the Rumble chat. Let me know if you guys can see me and everything else. Just give me a holler um, and let me know. I'm going to go ahead and continue on. So I um I saw the whole State of the Union. It was it was a terrible mess. I was yelling at the screen. Um, I was not drinking, which I probably should have been. Um, but one of the things that really kicks me in the pants is when these, these fact checkers come in and they, they quote, fact check um, everything. And um, when they fact check, they, they do a fact check and they kind of do a... Um, they, they kind of do a... a here's the... the uh, you know, here's the fact... And then they rate it as whether it's mostly true, true, mostly false, false, those kinds of things. OK. And so what ended up happening or what ended up what 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 ends up irritating the crap out of me is you have essentially what's called a Boolean question. Um, so you have either true or false there is no like gray area in between either a statement is true or a statement is false there is no difference and that's part of the reason why i was yelling so much is because you know biden would say something that would be like half and then um then it would go and it would be false and then you know he'd start saying something and it would you could kind of see okay maybe it's true no no it's false again because he went ahead and threw in a bunch of like half or three quarter truths. Well, tonight I'm going to go through a bunch of them. I know you guys have probably watched a whole bunch of different ones. Uh, you know, different pundits and everything fact checking this guy. Um, but you know, again, I just I just got I've got to get this out because I just have to have to give you guys the correct information, the information that is real um, about what's going on with him. Also, I have a couple of things that he said. Um, you know, toward the end, that I wanted to also fact check that I don't think a lot of people have really been fact checking, uh, as well as I have some information on a breaking news story with regards to the Twitter files um, for here. So stay tuned for that. But first things first, um, and thank you for hanging out, guys, in Rumble Land. I apologize for being a bit, apparently, you know, technical difficulties. Um, but tonight, I am drinking my last little bit of this bottle of the Red Breast Single Pot Still 12-Year Whiskey. Um, there, as uh, You can't really see it, but I guarantee you there is like nothing in the bottle. I drained it um, for tonight. So, there is that. I am drinking that tonight. Here it is in the glass, of course, back on the rocks. Or, well, technically, I guess, on the stones. <laughs> Up neat on the stones. So, um so anyway, mm. Mm. I also um, I also have a pet of the week um, for this week as well from Rumble and as music as music's uh, pet of the week this week um, for us. So hang on just a second. My cat is is um, scratching at the door. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. Hold on. Oh, cats are about as fickle as ladies. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) It's hard to all the ladies out there. Anyway, um, all right, a little funny. It's a joke. It's a joke, okay? It's a joke. Um, Okay, so glad to see that that AS Music, or AS Music, however she wants to get it pronounced, is in the Rumble Chat, so that's great because we've got Pet of the Week. She's got a couple of really cute um, dogs. Well, uh, dogs, and I'll explain... (laughs) <laughs> when I get there, um all right, so um also I have a big announcement t g r n true grit roots network, which is my um uh my partner me and my partner it is a digital radio station that we launched we actually launched it one year ago um this week, so I think it was actually either yesterday or monday, I can't remember um but one of the two. And uh, we actually launched it a year ago. It's been running for a year in our soft, like we call our soft launch mode. And now we're getting ready to, like, do the, the whole fast thing. So tonight's, um, of course, tonight is, by the way, tonight is Whiskey Wednesday. It's like Taco Tuesday, but for badasses. And that's for tonight. And then um, we also have, uh, let's find it here. Okay, we also have this. So, True Grit Roots Network champions, uh, TGRN, champions independent artists while paying respect to the pioneers who shaped modern roots music featuring outlaw country, blues, and rock with a unique qu- twist of urban that is carefully selected and purposely put together. We are the radio highway that connects the back roads, highways, and cities. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, by the 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Streets. ...to your favorite dance hall, roadhouse, and juke joint. TGRN provides original exclusive programming and interviews that are produced and hosted by our own team of TJ's hosts and personalities. Find us on the web at TGRN.net to download our app in the App Store and from Google Play. Alternatively, you can find us in the Live 365 catalog of internet digital radio stations and through the Live 365 app as well. You can also play our station on your Amazon Alexa by saying... Play True Grit Roots Network from Live 365. Be sure to use the word from in the command. Play True Grit Roots Network from Live 365. Live 365 is also on uh, Roku as well. You can find it find us on the Live 365 app there. TGRN also would like to um, recognize our newest sponsor. American Badass Whiskey from Garage Oil Spirits. American Badass Whiskey is a high-octane, extra-fine blend of American whiskey made for every hardworking man and woman that proudly puts in a solid day's work every day. Check out this new award-winning Texas whiskey at garageoilspirits.com. That website, once again, is garageoilspirits.com. Breaking Boundaries for Authentic Roots Radio, True Grit Roots Network, TGRN.net, Austin, Texas. And, of course, we appreciate um, American Badass Whiskey. And, like I said, we've just passed our one-year anniversary for that. Um, Okay, so... um, Biden and his State of the Union address, I'm going to be honest with you, his State of the Union address was less of a State of the Union and more like it it sounded more like a campaign speech. Like, here's all the great things that I've done and here's what I want to do in the future. It it wasn't so much about the State of the Union uh, as it was... um, as it was a a a campaign directive and and there were a few times within the speech that um even the the republicans and the democrats i mean well the democrats spent a lot of time getting up down getting up down getting up down you know doing in their little golf clap you know because they thought that he did something awesome um which of course we all know he didn't um but the fact of the matter is, is that there were a couple times where, where he had to actually back off his statements. And one of them in particular, I'm going to cover a little bit later on, but had to deal with social security. And, um, and honestly, it was, it was kind of amazing to me that he actually interacted with the crowd uh, and, and attempted to anyway. Um, But of course, mumbles came out and he kind of mumbled about stuff um, and things like that. Now, Again, I'm going to tell you, you know, considering the decorum that is supposed to surround these events, um, interruptions like what happened with the Republicans, I think, um, are not necessarily something that you should do. They tend to look um, pretty, pretty bad um, on the Republican side, and of course, will be, you know, cut into you know their little pieces, and the news media, the mainstream media, is going to like. Just throw them all over there. However, the fact that they did it, not just to heckle him like, you know, a, a Democrat might, um, where they just start yelling at you and calling you um, all these different things. Um, they actually hit him when he was literally lying directly to their face. Now, the thing that really kicked me in the pants was sitting there and watching behind... Um, him over his left shoulder uh, and watching Kevin McCarthy. Now, Kevin McCarthy, there were a couple times there where he looked like he was falling asleep, which you could say, you know, was pretty easy listening to the basement dummy drone on over and over and over again. Um, but the the other part of it was, you know, watching Kamala Harris. She was jumping up and down and, you know, trying to smile and everything else. And somebody actually pointed out that she might have had some like her neck was, you know, f- even more floppy skin or something. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people go and they and they take a look at these at, at these videos and the photos and they kind of compare them and so on and so forth. But she spent a lot of time like standing up and and clapping and then dropping down and then standing up and clapping and and dropping down. And McCarthy, you know, he stood up and clapped at a few locations that I think hmm, maybe not every single one of them that he did was pertinent, but the fact of the matter is there were a couple times where he tried very, very hard to be stoic. Um, and when something would come out of Biden's mouth that was a complete lie, you could see the little corner of McCarthy's mouth kind of pick up just a little bit where he kind of started smirking. Um, there was there were a couple times where you could almost catch him. It's like he caught himself as he was doing kind of doing, you know, the eye roll like oh. Uh, Kind of scenario, um, so I spent a lot of time rather than looking at Beavis at the podium. Um, and those of you who are a, a you know seventies and eighties kid would know um, what Beavis is. Um, but looking at Beavis instead of looking at him and listening to you know old man yelling at clouds, um, I spent the re- most of the time looking at Kevin McCarthy to kind of see his reactions uh, rather than most of the reactions of the people in the audience. Now the The thing about it is, is that he came out, um, you know, as as we expected, as we expected, he came out talking about the economy and how the economy is doing so well. Um, And then he kind of talked a little bit more about, um, you know, taxes and what he wants to do. With taxes, and then he uh, recognized some people in the audience. A couple of them being, first of all, the the parents of the young man that was, um, you know, brutally beaten and ultimately killed by those five um, black police officers in Memphis. Um, he also called out Paul Pelosi and was and tried to hang Paul Pelosi's um, attacker, who is, you know, essentially a homeless left wing nut. Um, tried to hang it on the um, trying to hang it on you know Trump and, and Trump's uh, conversations about the the uh, the the election twenty twenty election being stolen um, and then he also had a guest from the um, from one of the the um, uh, mass shootings that happened in California uh, in particular uh, the one f- from the Lunar New Year. Uh, And it was the guest was the the man who actually stopped the um, uh, basically stopped the individual from, you know, who had already killed 10 people, apparently, um, and walked into a shop and was getting ready to do more. And uh, Biden, you know, basically wanted to call him out as well. And I've got pieces on all of those um, here tonight. So let's go ahead and start with the the whole thing with regards to mumbles uh, in particular, talking about the the fact that economics is going so well. It's going so, so ex- wonderful, okay? <laughs> well, first of all, we all know that that's not the case, all right? But I want to, I want to, I've got some graphs here, bear with me. But I've got some graphs here and I've got some things um, going on, you know, that I want to show you tonight that that kind of they don't paint the same picture that Biden seems to be interested in. And so, first of all, he he keeps talking about this fact that he created a record um, 12 million new jobs. OK, more jobs created in two years than any president has ever created in four years. OK, Um The thing about it is, though, is that he's actually manipulating the numbers. I mean, when does Biden not manipulate the numbers? So let me just, um, sorry, I'm going to take this away real quick. But um, let me go ahead and where is it? Okay, 12 million jobs. All right. So um, one of the things that he talks about is how, you know, he created those 12 million jobs. First of all, the 12 million jobs. He did not create, okay, government, I'm just going to tell you this, government does not create jack crap, all right? They cannot produce anything that they do not take from somebody else. I've said it before on this program. I'll say it again on this program. Most of that was private sector jobs. But the part that Biden and the left consistently, consistently says that, you know, Biden created 12 million jobs. He actually did not create 12 million jobs. In fact, his economy didn't create 12 million jobs. And let me explain why. So if you look at this graph and, oh my gosh, that is really, really small. Give me just a second. Let me bump this up a little bit here because that is just really small here. All right. So if we look at this graph um, and as you can see, it is the employment-to-population ratio, okay? And I'm using this in particular because of the fact that you can actually see on the graph, you can actually see what's happening here. So if you look at the dates starting right here in February of 2020, we went into a artificial shutdown of our um, economy, okay? And as you look at this, as it drops down the spike... That is when we, we, we went into the artificial shutdown. And It is Ryan
0: here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: And the thing about it is, is that we went from a close to 60% of people being employed versus our entire population. We went from 60% all the way down here at the bottom to um, 51.3%. So we lost a good, you know, 10 10 to about 12% or so of our entire jobs. They just they 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 stopped working and I'm talking, you know, like the restaurant industry, I'm talking, you know, retail outlets, I'm talking anybody that serviced the public, okay? Now, the key here is that when we came out of the pandemic and we started to open back up, which is where this line starts going back up again, okay? It starts going back up and we start picking things back up, but if you'll notice Right here, where it gets to in March of 2022, we actually hit a 60 percent employment to population ratio. But notice it's sort of leveled off. It hasn't really gone much of anywhere. It's kind of hung around 60 percent employment to population ratio. So this whole idea that Biden created 12 million jobs, they're not taking into account that they lost a crap ton of jobs. We're talking almost 10 million jobs were lost because of the artificial shutdown. Okay. So once again, Biden is trying to take credit for something that realistically he had nothing to do with other than the fact that the government shut everybody down and then started everybody back up. That's the only, only thing that was there. Okay. Okay. So his claim of making 12 million jobs is completely false. It should be considered rather than new jobs. It should be considered job recovery, realistically. And if you do the quick math on that, about 9.3, 9.4 million jobs lost, and we come back to roughly 12 million jobs, that means his actual number of jobs that he increased was somewhere around 2.7 million. But the thing is is that also if you take a look at this at this uh whoops if you take a look at this graph you can see where right around here it was steadily going up at a very rapid incline about a 45 degree angle if you were going to going to look at this at an angle okay so at a 45 degree angle it should have shot well above um where it's at today and so his policies actually and, and, and his spending and everything else, actually curved or curbed, I should say curbed, the recovery efforts coming out of our um, artificial shutdown. So realistically, his claim that he's done 12 million um, jobs is, is completely false. And the CBO actually um, talks about this. Um, and they even they even broke this out, okay? Um, so as far as that goes, that's, that's just a falsehood right away. All right. Now let's take a look at this article here and sorry, I was looking at it earlier. So job creation and unemployment. Okay. So now unemployment, yes. Unemployment rate is actually pretty damn low. Um, but you have to ask your ask questions. Why is the unemployment rate so low? Well, it's actually hasn't really changed much since before the pandemic. And again, this is where the Democrats are really, really pushing. They are basically ignoring the fact that we actually had numbers from previous, from prior to the pandemic, um, to, uh, to now. Okay. And we can't, I mean, we literally the, it was unprecedented what happened during the pandemic, shutting down the economy, artificially shutting down the economy like we did, had never been done before in all of history. So there is zero, zero baseline to go off of when it comes to that. That being said, um, trying to grab onto and you know say that, that he created all of this stuff afterward, that's entirely false. It was already starting to come back as Trump was leaving office. Um, so the fact of the matter is, is that he he's completely wrong about that. Completely wrong. Now, as a part of this, he kept talking about real wages versus um, uh, versus the uh, the the situation. He kept talking about real wages being up. So let me point out this. So this here is real earnings, okay? And this is the median usual real earnings uh, weekly, real earnings for workers 16 and older. And if you take a look at this um, in terms of real earnings, like, you know, April of 2022, real earnings have dropped off. Um, They were down at what their lowest at 351 um, roughly per week, okay? 16 and older. Um, Wages are going up they are coming up so this is till October of 2022 but as you notice from 359 to 364 that's like an extra you know 5 dollars an hour um and what's worse is the fact that that doesn't count for inflation so real wages actually have declined through all of 2022. And that actually was proven out again by the CBO. The CBO basically says that when you adjust for inflation, the, um, the actual, and, and this is where you have gross versus net. Okay. And I know libs, dopey liberals who might be watching the show, I'm just going to tell you, you guys have to go to econ 101 in order to understand these terminologies. But you have a gross and then you have a net. Now, the gross is what you make if you're talking about like gross profit. Gross profit is what you make before you subtract all of your expenses to go along with it. And so what we're what, what Biden is talking about is gross wages are up. But when you add in inflation, which would be like your expenses and all of the things that things cost, okay, you end up with a negative wage growth because we're looking at, you know, roughly 6.5. I think last month is what it ended at um, or, or sorry, December was what it ended at. Year over year, it ended up total at about six and a half. So real wages only grew yeah roughly around four, 4.5 maybe. And so you ended up with about a 2% difference. OK, so real wages actually have lost. We've lost 2% overall. All right. Now, um, let's see. What else did he say? Well, he also talked about COVID and he talks about he, he mentioned COVID and he kept saying, hey, you know, two years ago, COVID shut down businesses and COVID closed our schools and, our, and robbed us of so much. And then, of course, he talks about today, COVID is no longer controlling our lives. Well, sorry, but COVID didn't shut everything down. The government did. Okay, the government shut everything down. Now, again, as I've said on the show, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over um, the first few months, let's say the first three of the of the covid emergency will go February, March, April of 2020. Totally. I, I can totally and utterly forgive anything that was done to us during that time frame. And the reason being is because we literally did not know what we were dealing with. And so because we had no longitudinal data, we had nothing to go on. The Chinese didn't let us know anything about what was happening over there and what was spreading across the world. After that, though, after that first three-month period and we started to see the trends and everything there, Everything that generally happened after about the fourth or fifth month, because you got to give it sort of a transition period, but anything after the fourth or fifth month, at least by the sixth month, we should have been opening everything up. We should have been protecting our seniors and we should have been saying, hey, anybody who is under the age of, say, 40 and healthy, go back to work. Just this is nothing more than a cold, because that's what the statistical data back then has shown multiple Um, Times. okay. if you go back, even with the skewed data that we do have from the CDC, all right, we could have we could have opened up and gotten our, our economy back on track. We would have been down like six months at the most and we could have gotten everything back on track. The other thing that keeps coming out, which, by the way, you know, just as a side note, the other thing that keeps coming out is the whole idea about the masks. The the masks and all of those cloth masks and the surgical masks and all these other things they literally did nothing for us. They didn't do anything. In fact, hand washing came in better uh, in terms of potential potential um, uh, uh, you know high, hampering of transmission. Hand washing came in higher than wearing those masks. So, I mean, again, the first few months I got it. Okay, the first few months, I got it. But outside of that, after we started learning about the 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 virus and what it was doing and who it was focused on and who it was attacking, we should have immediately backed off and started changing everything else. Florida kind of took that approach for the most part. Ron DeSantis took that approach and he started realizing, hey, we're going to protect our seniors. We're going to protect our old folks, but we're going to let everybody else go back to work because realistically, we need that to happen. And so to be honest with you, he took the best approach in my mind. He took the best approach to the whole thing. All right. Um, Now, the next thing that he talked about is the deficit reduction. Okay. Okay. Now, in particular with the deficit reduction, oh, sorry, I skipped one back here in terms of, uh, well, let me just see. Hang on. Let me go back here. Uh, yeah, there's one other one. Okay, so deficit reduction, he talked about decreasing the deficit, okay? And he, his quote was, in my last two years, my administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion, the largest ever reduction in American history. Okay. What he does not talk about though, is the fact that the deficit, the re- decrease in the deficit is only compared to 2020. And for those of you that remember 2020, cause you know, I was like, I was alive then and born then we increased our deficit in 2020 um, to the highest ever we've ever had. And the reason being is because we flooded flooded our economy with a whole bunch of stimulus checks in order to keep the economy running, but also keep people at home and not working. The government just started printing money and spending money like it was no tomorrow on all of those stimulus checks. So here's the thing when you compare 2020, which again, it has no comparisons, never been done before. When you compare 2020 um, and you cut back, to today, or even to 2021, um, yes, it is a reduction in the deficit. However, you can't necessarily use that number realistically if you're thinking critically. You can't use that number because, again, it was artificially done. It was in a time of an emergency that is never that is unprecedented, and so there's no way that you can do that. Now, if you take out that amount, okay, Biden still... If you take out the amount that that hit in 2020, Biden ran the second highest ever def- deficit in 2021, um, which, you know, is the basic drop. He's taking credit for the drop between 2020 and 2021. But yet all of that has been because of the covid spending, the emergency spending has started to expire, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it would have dropped more. It would have dropped more if biden didn't do things like the inflation um reduction act which is actually the inflation uh production act um things like that so it's yeah it it just he he he's he's skewing the facts and even cnn actually has um popped that up because they did a fact check and um they talked about that and they said you know, they basically said, well, yeah, it's a smaller deficit than before, meaning smaller deficit than 2020, but it's a bigger deficit than what was expected. Um, so it was uh, the $2.8 trillion deficit in fiscal 2021, um, during which Biden was in office for more than eight months, was about $360 billion lower than the roughly $3.1 trillion deficit in fiscal 2020. OK, however... Um, As you look down further here in the piece, it, uh, where did it go here? Um, Oh, the deficit would have fallen by much more had President Biden come to office and not done anything. So Biden actually hampered our deficit drop off of 2020 by doing some of the crap that he did. Okay. Um, Now, Uh, expiring pandemic spending. I already said that, but that's been the main factor that's been draw, that's been made it decline. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, he, 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 um, he just keeps talking about stuff that just literally is not true and is easily fact-checked. Um, in fact, in that piece, uh, the deficit had been bigger under Biden, um, than the nonpartisan federal congressional budget office had projected it would be if the Biden-era federal government stuck with the laws that were in effect when Trump left office. And then the Washington Post also says Biden bragging about reducing budget deficits even as he increased the national debt about mm, $500 billion more than originally projected. Uh so yeah his Biden administration policies apparently um they according to the Washington Post for, also said it added 4.8 trillion to the deficit over the next decade okay um and some of those things that added was the COVID relief bill which was 1.85 trillion uh the fiscal 2022 spending bill which was 625 billion uh, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, remember that? $370 billion. Health and Disability Benefits for Veterans um, Exposed to Toxic s- Substances. Now, that one I would actually, I-, I-, I could agree with that. But that one added $280 billion. Um, Things like uh, Health-Related Executive Orders added $175 billion. Oh, wait. Executive Orders. You mean the one that he rescinded from Trump to keep insulin costs down? And then, of course went and turned around, let the price go back up, and then, of course, turned around and, like, did... Oh, wait, and... and oh, hold up. We're talking about Biden here. Biden lies and plagiarizes. Okay, got it. Um, okay, so the uh, assisting Ukraine in its war with Russia is $55 billion plus, because keep, it keeps going up. Um, the whole idea of the uh, student debt loan relief... Or student loan debt relief and repayment, those pauses that he did cost seven hundred and fifty billion. Okay. So yeah, this is just again, he he's lying through his teeth, he's manipulating the words, kind of like uh Big Brother did in nineteen eighty four, um, and The Party did in nineteen eighty four, uh, by George Orwell. Classic read. If you haven't read it, you gotta read it. Um, all right. So now he moving on a little bit, he started talking about the gun control and the assault weapons ban. Now, the funny thing about this is he actually used, and again, like I said, he he was talking about um, in particular the the lunar new year um, massacres or massacre massacres that happened in California. He told the story of the young man that he had brought as a guest, and that young man um, he went ahead and put up. In front of uh, everybody, and basically said, Well, you know, this person went and grabbed keywords here the semi automatic pistol that was in the perpetrator's hands and stopped the perpetrator from taking more lives other than the 10 that they had already taken. Now, the keywords there are semi automatic pistol, okay? But he immediately followed that with we've got to do an assault weapons ban immediately. Okay? Now. <laughs> wait wait, what? Okay, so the perpetrator, the guy that you're highlighting in order to sort of elevate your whole idea of assault weapons ban was perpetrated by a person who had a pistol. So, I I took a real quick look and I got to find it here. Okay, here it is. So I took a real quick look to see some of the data and the numbers and let me blow this up a little bit for you. So you guys can see this, but this is coming from the FBI. This is based off of homicide data, murder victims by weapon from 2015 to 2019. And I just want to highlight something. Um, Let's take a look at how many in 2019 handguns, whoops, handguns has, 60, or 6,368 in handguns, but yet rifles, which is where the assault weapon or the assault weapon, yeah, I, I'm putting in quotes because assault is a verb, not an adjective, but the assault weapons, okay, was only 364 in 2019, okay. I, I mean, seriously, I can't even do the math on this. I'd have to get a calculator out to figure this out. But, I mean, rifles and shotguns combined still only came up to about 570, 565. I mean, (laughs) we're talking like 6,000, 6,400 almost, 6,370. Let's just round it. 6,370. Yeah, this is just, oh, my God. This is just horrible. I mean, for him to sit here and talk about the handgun that the man used uh, and then immediately to go to the point where, hey, um, you know, by the way, uh, we want to ban assault weapons. So, again, um, the the rifle um, assault weapons are not driving murders. In fact, there's only 3% of homicides that actually involve rifles of any kind. Um, Now, the other thing that he did talk about was the 1994 ban on assault weapons. Um, And there actually was a several criminologists um, from Northeastern University that did a study. And in that study, they basically said, hey, that ban um, had virtually no effect. And so let me show you this
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at slots.com Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This is an actual graph from that study. Now, if you take a look at this, this is from 1976. All the way to 2011. And I want you to note something. That if you look at this as a whole from 1976 all the way across, if you look across here. So the upper graph that you see, those are the number of victims, which, you know, one of the talking points that the that the um, left will use is that, oh, my gosh, there's just so many. It's increasing You know, the number of incidents and the number of people killed is increasing. Well, this is an analysis, again, from from uh, 1976 all the way to 2011. And as you can see, we've actually stayed pretty flat. Yes, the number of victims have jumped around a little bit, but realistically, there's not a whole heck of a lot of change here when it comes to the number of actual incidences that have happened. So I don't know where the left gets off on the idea that these guys are, you know, that this is a a really big um, kind of of a big deal. And, of course, when you cap that off with the fact that we're looking at 6,000 plus handguns have been used versus not even 400 rifles out of 2019, this is a bit of a problem. Okay, so uh, again, Joe Biden lies. He has lied again to, um, to essentially, you know, make things look like they're a big deal. Now, he moved on and he also outlined a program that he talked about where he was discussing once again the federal income tax and saying that those bad, bad, big businesses, they don't pay their fair share. We want to make sure they pay their fair share. All right. Well, I went out and I found the Tax Foundation thanks to a couple of links uh, through some of these articles that I've been looking through. And um, let me just show you some facts in dealing with this. So here is a graph that comes from the Tax Foundation. The source came from the IRS, um, Statistics of Income, Individual Income Rates and Tax Shares. Now, if you take a look at this, this is Adjusted Gross Income, so AGI its adjusted gross income and federal income tax paid by each income group, okay, in 2020. Now, the dark blue that you can see here is the top 1%, okay? The top bar that's here is the amount of, or or the, the amount overall of the adjusted gross income um that's being paid so it goes from the top one percent then the lighter blue goes to five to one percent then you have the yellow or yellowish orange that goes uh, five to 10 then 10 to 25 25 to 50 and bottom 50 is all the way on the red okay now if you look at this graph the top one percent have have a 22.2 percent tax rate that's what's they get taken out okay of their share of adjusted gross income but if you look at the amount the bottom graph the one that's closest to my head here if you look at the bottom graph here the bottom graph shows how much of a percentage each group actually paid in 2020 well the top one percent paid 42.3 percent of the overall tax burden okay then the next paid twenty point four. The next subgroup paid ten point nine. The 25, 10 to twenty five percent paid fourteen point eight percent. The twenty five to fifty percent, um, in terms of number of earners, um, paid nine point two. And all the way at the bottom, the bottom fifty percent of the of the country paid only two point three percent of the total bas uh, total um, uh, total tax burden. Okay. So his idea that the top 1% is not paying their fair share, I would say they're actually paying more than their fair share. But it goes even beyond this, okay? It goes beyond this because that's, you know, half the taxpayers paid 97.7% of the total income tax burden. Well, it goes beyond that because it's actually increased over time. He keeps talking about how we've lost, you know, oh, the one top 1% have lost, have lost, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Um, that actually isn't true. Because, again, over time here, starting at 2001 all the way up to 2019, you can see the top 1%, which is the top line on this graph. It's actually been rising. It kind of went down a little bit, you know, in 2011 Um, kind of went down a little bit in 2009, which if I recall correctly, those are Obama years, um, and things like that. And then, you know, it's, it's sort of stayed relative. I mean, back in 2001, it was less than 35% and now it's risen to, you know, somewhere close to 42% of the share of, of taxes. So, you know, this, this whole idea that, um, This whole idea that the top 1% are not paying their fair share is a complete falsehood. They pay well into what they need to. Um, And when you look at this next graph, the high-income taxpayers paid the highest average income tax rates as well. So this is averaging across the entire uh, tax rate by individual income group. Well, the top earners, the top 1%, (laughs) Paid 26% as a tax rate. Everybody else averaged around 13.1, and the bottom 50% paid a tax rate of 3.1% of their income. So there is absolutely no way that you can sit here and talk about those billionaires and millionaires are not paying their fair share. Believe me, they are. They actually are. And this is again, this is this is straight from the government itself. This is its sources are from the IRS. Now, the other thing that he kind of talks about and consistently talks about is the fact that he uh, he makes mention of the the whole Trump tax cuts and how the tax cuts benefited only the wealthy. Well, here's a graph. The average tax rates for everyone actually lowered after the Tax Cut Jobs Act, um, which was done under Trump and the COVID-19 recession and relief. Of course, they kind of grouped this together. Um, but if you look at the average income rate, so the the pinkish color is 2017, dark blue is 2018, the middle blue is 2019, and the light blue on the right-hand side is 2020. Well, as you can see, it, for most people, it dropped it dropped off or stayed fairly level across the income groups. With the exception of, in 2018, the initial drop did happen, but it dropped for everybody because if you look at the difference between 2017, which is the pink line, and everybody else, okay, you can see that yeah, the tax burden dropped for everyone. It didn't just impact the wealthy. In fact, it impacted the wealthy even less because the wealthy start have actually had an are starting an upward trend. If you look at this far, this guy right here it they they're going back to an upward trend coming from 2017 coming out and they're going back up again. Biden. All he does is lie. Everything he does is lie. There's just there's no doubt of, in my mind at all um about it. So, one other thing that he that he hit. Okay? One other thing that he hit is the fact that um, he talked about the Republicans wanting to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. And, of course, that was immediately, immediately shouted down, immediately shouted down. And the reason for that is because no politician in their right mind is going to advocate for cutting taxes or sorry, cutting Medicare and social services. They're just not going to do it because that's just basically they might as well just like shoot themselves in the foot. That is ridiculous. Okay, however, there is absolutely no doubt. And I've even brought it up on this program that if something is not done, that the entire Social Security and Medicare, uh, Social Security in particular, will become insolvent by 2035. Okay. Now, that being said. I have a short video of somebody who is part of a particular party who is actually advocating for removal of Social Security and Medicare benefits. Take a listen.
0: I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. Bank. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time.
1: (laughs) Now, you would sit there and think, oh my gosh, that was a Republican. Those Republicans are so, so bad, so bad. No. You know what that was? That was Joe Biden back in 1995 (laughs) arguing in front of the Senate about cutting back uh, benefits for social security, Medicare, not once, not twice, but as he says, four times, four separate times, he advocated for doing that in order to try and balance the federal budget. So this guy, I mean, Oh God, he just frustrates me. My mom asked me the other day, she's like, you really hate this guy. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate is such a strong word in my mind but the part that is driving me up a wall is the fact that this guy lies he lies often and he gets away with it because people are being completely stupid they do not understand they i, I mean even you you throw the video evidence you throw the physical evidence in front of them and what do they do they just they just ignore it they just totally and completely Freaking ignore it and it drives me up the wall I want to get rid of this guy not physically get rid of but I want him out of office I want him gone I can't even I can't even Oh my gosh this guy just drives me nuts and what's worse is that you have the people who are out there and they glom onto this guy and they worship this guy I mean I was watching in the State of the Union and one of my representatives uh I, I'm going to mince meet her name, but Pramala Jayapal or something like that. Anyway, she comes from Seattle. She's a freaking, a complete, utter, idiot, nutcase, moron, leftist. Okay. And she, oh my God, she went up and she was like all happy and giddy because she got a chance to meet the basement dubby. And, um, you know, have you ever seen that picture that's run over around the internet? ...of that guy in the... in the, he, I think he was in uh, maybe like a fast food restaurant chain or something. He was sitting at a you know, one of those cheap tables and cheap uh, benches... the ...plastic benches that you would see in a fast food joint. But Biden walks by him and, he, and he's like looking at the guy. And the guy does not look up. He's just sitting there with his hands folded. Sorry, I don't want to cover up the, the mic. But he's sitting there with his hands folded kind of underneath his chin... ...and he's staring straight ahead. And Biden's walking by him on his right... Um, as he's walking by, dude, I, there is no way, no way I would probably go the other way. If I saw the guy, I really would, because I, 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 would just, it would, it would be so hard to resist the urge to even just yell and shout at the guy and try and, and, you know, argue with him and, and debate with him right in front of everybody. It just, it's just freaking drove me nuts. It, it would just gonna, <laughs> I just can't. Oh my God. I just can't, I can uh, he just frustrates me to no end and the sycophantic leftist lunatics all jump in and want to, um, you know, just worship the ground that the man walks on and he has done nothing in his entire career uh, at all. He's been in the public sector forever and he has done nothing his entire career um, for, you know, America, Americans, it's just him himself okay so the daily wire let me go ahead and show this um the daily wire actually put together a grading of his um speech and honestly um they they gave him a d plus <laughs> i don't even think i would give him a d plus <laughs> like, don't, I just don't. I couldn't give him a D. There's no way he'd be an F, a total F. This is a complete F. I mean, I'm sorry. He can't I mean he put oh my gosh. He plagiarized Trump's actions with the with the um with the insulin uh and getting healthcare costs down. Um he's he just he lied about everything else. So that's the plagiarism part, and then he lied about everything else. I just I can't even I, there's just no way. I don't know why they gave him a D plus. I really don't. I I personally think it's an F. It's like an F with like no chance of, of reprisal. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh okay. So some people out here are saying D minus. I mean, you know, this is three Chevy. Three Chevy gives them a D minus. Um, okay. So they didn't want to fail. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy gives him an F minus. I don't I don't know if you can give somebody an F minus. Somebody tell me if you can give an F minus. I have no idea. Anyway. Uh, oh, my gosh. All right. So um, let's go ahead and just do this. I got to get something happy going. This thing just, I mean, this frustrates me. It really did. i You should have heard me. I usually don't get in this mode unless I'm driving down the road because, uh, you know, people who drive, it, I just, <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I can't even. Oh, and 3 Chevy actually pointed this out, too, which I forgot to mention. But apparently, um, Jill Biden and Paul Pelosi are really, really good friends um, because they came together and it was televised. They came together and gave each other kisses on the lips. I I, I definitely I I can tell you right now, talk about disrespect from Jill to, to Joe. Um, but realistically, and, and from Paul Pelosi to, um, Nancy Pelosi, although considering Nancy Pelosi, I definitely, I would be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could see why. Um, and actually in Jill's case too, I can kind of see why, cause the basement dummy really has no, um, but anyway, <laughs> all right. Hmm. God, my blood pressure is up. Um, Okay. So, let's, let's move on. Um, let me go ahead and do this. Uh, where is the... What, what is it here? Wait, it, not that. I want this.
0: Please okay, check week. your mailbox. A new message has arrived.
1: All right, and this week's Pet of the Week comes from As Music. Uh, let me go ahead and get... Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, comes from As Music out of Rumble. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she sent, apparently she sent a couple of, of, um, photos, a few photos here of dogs that have, um, since passed, unfortunately, but, you know, as always we have to, um, we have to remember some of those that have passed and, and it's always nice to be able to give that, um. You know, give that recognition to the animals that have gone before, and in some cases, some people believe they wait at the, on the other side for their true owner um, to come across. And um, so, this is this is uh, as music's. Um, whoops, sorry. Let me get rid of that. That's coming up. Um, this is as music's submission. This is um, Samson. Not Samp as a P, Samson, S-A-M-S-O-N. She's already put it up in the, uh, she's already put it up in the, in the rumble chat there, Samson. And we have, uh, Delilah, which apparently look like, uh, two, I'm going to guess Yorkies, Yorkshire Terriers, um, But anyway, here's here's what she says about him. Um, She says, uh, here's a few pictures of my beloved dogs, Samson and Delilah. May their memory be for a blessing. They are the progeny of my middle daughter's dog, who was pregnant when Emily was about to give birth to her first child. Since for the previous few years, I stayed home caring for my mother. May her memory memory be for a blessing. I still stayed at home and volunteered to take care of her dog and the pups. At least that's what I told everyone for about six months when I faced the reality that they were now my dogs and faithful companions. Uh, oh, they're Yorkies. Sorry, my bad. Yorkies. Um, now, she says that she never trained them and Delilah didn't cozy up to most people. Um, And Samson actually bit a few people, uh, but they loved me and followed me around always. I still miss them so much and know that one day we will be with our loved ones again. So she has a couple other pictures here. Um, This one here is them as puppies, the two of them together as puppies. And we also have um, them trying to sleep on top of their alpha dog which obviously is um, as music. And then we have them resting after a day of, quote, killing a tiger, which is the stuffed animal that they were um, probably fighting over. My, my imagining is that they were probably fighting over. And you know, now that you look at, now that I look at them, you're right. They are Yorkies. I, I should have called that out right away. Um, Yorkshire Terriers. Um and that's because of the fact that my my brother-in-law actually has a couple Yorkies. Um, so anyway, thank you very much. Um, I keep saying that as music, thank you very much for um, submitting your pets for us to enjoy here on the Pet of the Week. Um, and I'm sorry for your loss that they are gone, but you always have the memories. And eventually, I'm pretty sure you will be picked up. Or they will be picked up when you finally cross the rainbow, or cross over to the other side. They will be waiting for you. I know I have a few <laughs> in my life that are probably waiting for my butt to get over there. Hopefully it won't be anytime soon, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right. If you want to submit your um, photos and story to Pet of the Week, do so at f a n s at whiskey musings dot online that's fans f-a-n-s at whiskey musings dot online and uh you can get your pet of the week um featured on wednesdays when i live stream um for that and um you know i take pretty much any any kind of pet for the most part um i do have a couple in the queue still um and a couple of cute uh, cute entries here in the next couple of weeks but go ahead and put them in anyway send them in, send me a photo send me the the animal's name possibly their breed if known um, and then some sort of a story and uh, if you get really creative, I will attempt to get really creative in the reading of said story (laughs) for this Um, if you recall we had a daddy long legs, or legs a lot (laughs) a while back submitted by outlaw dogs um, so anyway uh, all right so the last couple of things that I want to talk about here just in the last final 10 minutes um, you know we keep talking about inflation and how inflation is is pretty bad and it's getting up there and everything else um, but fed the Fed which is actually the only um, uh, the only check that we really have in terms of inflation to be honest with you. And that's part of the reason why Biden says that he curbed inflation. He didn't really curb inflation. Oh, excuse me. He didn't really curb inflation. Um, The Fed has tried to curb inflation, um, you know, basically by raising interest rates. And we know this because that's what they did in the 80s. We ended up in, in a position where, the inflation rate and the interest rates, the interest rates ended up in almost 20% territory and the inflation rate was hanging at at 14.1 at its, at its highest in May of 1980 um, according to all reports. But um, Chairman Powell is saying that we're not out of the woods yet folks. And this is where things are going to get really, really nasty is that we still have a long way to go, he says, in the inflation fight. And what's worse is he calls the U.S. debt, the current U.S. debt, unsustainable. Okay? Unsustainable. The U.S. debt. The debt that Biden claims to be actually lowering, even though he's adding to it. Anyway. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I I don't know where this guy is actually going to be able to get this Biden. Biden. God, he just frustrates me to no end. Anyway, um, he gives me a great target for material. (laughs) I mean I hate picking on the guy. Well, no, I don't. Um, you know, I'm I, I don't I don't feel bad. I actually don't feel bad. I mean, this is really Jill Biden's deal. Honestly, she's the one in the rest of her family, you know, putting him up there. He never should have been president. He just never he never should have ran. And he's thinking about running again. He's already an octogenarian, and if he if if he runs again and if he gets elected, he will be eighty six by the time he leaves office for his second term. Provided that he gets there, you know, and and actually survives throughout. Now, I will tell you this much. He does he does have some clear signs of dementia already. Like, for an example, during his um, speech last night, he just started yelling about somebody wanting to trade places with Xi Jinping. <sighs> Didn't fit with his speech. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. And he went ahead and, and started yelling that. Yelling it. He was like, does any, any politician want to trade places with Xi Jinping? And you're just going, what the hell does that have to do with the price of tea in China? <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm I'm sorry. I'm killing myself here. Um, all right. Well, as a part of that, that speech, of course, I already kind of mentioned it. Um, But he is pushing, once again, a billionaire tax. Um, and he is pushing, um, quadrupling stock buybacks, uh, in the state of the union. Now, the reason why he kind of talked about this, which by the way, this is a total lie as well. Um, but, but he, um, he talks about stock buybacks in particular with regards to the oil industry, because during his conversation about oil, he literally, I mean, I, you could not have scripted this better. Really? He went off script and this is so perfect. He says on the one hand that he talked to the oil companies and the oil company CEOs and he essentially said, hey, why are you guys not investing in things like, um, you know, opening up oil refineries and drilling and that kind of stuff? And what he what he ended up saying, they said, was that, well, we're not going to do it because you're going to shut us down anyway. And he immediately said during the State of the Union, he's like, well, we're still going to be on oil for at least, you know, 10, 15 years, which of course drew the ire of the crowd, which is our Congress, drew the ire of the crowd, and they all started laughing um, at him because he literally stated that he was the one that was going to stop them and shut down their businesses. And then he's blaming them for not reinvesting in. Uh, new products and services and 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 uh, new refineries and upgrading refineries and stuff when he's already told them he's going to shut them down as a part of his campaign promises this guy i'm telling you he he literally should have never ever been allowed to get into the oval office other than coming in and, and fricking visiting the place and then taking off afterward, go through the visitor, you know, the visitor line. Don't, he, he shouldn't be there. He should not be there. Um, But anyway, well, after he said that, it's kind of like, uh, duh, why do you think these people are not wanting to uh, invest in oil? They're just not going to do it. Why would they do that? Knowing that you're going to end up shutting them down. Um, And he also, at the same time, ironically, he drew the ire from the Democrats because the Democrats, they want to shut down the whole oil industry. So he kind of pissed off both sides or, well, he made the Republicans laugh, but he sort of got a reaction out of both of them by basically opening up his mouth and telling everybody what what the real truth is, which is that we can't get off of fossil fuels. We're just not going to be able to do it. Um, And yet. We need, you know, we need fossil fuels in order to survive, but yet we still want to try and push or he, he and his cohorts still want to try and push us toward the whole green energy idea. Um, Yeah. Anyway. All right. I have, I have a couple other articles. Just give me just, you know, bear with me. Give me a minute. Um, But here's the thing. Um, A couple of things came out about January 6th. Here recently, And I don't think anybody really is paying attention to January 6th anymore because, I mean, pretty much we all know it was not an insurrection. Um, you know, the people that are being accused of all the things that they're being accused of, they shouldn't be being accused of all of that. And I'm hoping and praying eventually that they will um, that they will eventually um, get exonerated for their actions or even pardoned should Trump actually get in, because he has already said that he would pardon every single one of the January 6th, um, prisoners. Um, and, but where, what, wait a minute, what's going on here? Oh, um, so sorry. Uh, but K- buddy says that Kamala said she's running for VP, which actually, to be honest with you, that's probably a good place for her as to be VP, Um, she definitely is not presidential material. She can't even get a freaking word in edgewise. She talks to everybody as like, they're five years old. Um, but anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, okay. So January 6th, the January 6th committee, apparently, um, there was a whistleblower or somebody, um, somebody actually spoke about this and this is reported by NBC news. So this is not some right wing thing. Um, this is actually a left wing rag, (laughs) That is essentially saying this, Uh, apparently that the January committee staffers were told that the preliminary plan for the final report, which, by the way, I actually downloaded the final report. I haven't read it yet, but I can tell you that this particular part that I'm about to tell you does not show up in the executive summary. Um, But the plan was that it would focus largely on Trump and not on all of the law enforcement failures that they actually discovered along the way you know seriously um january 6th was not an insurrection it's not even close to being an insurrection um if anything you know some of the sit-ins and everything else are closer to an insurrection than what january 6th was so there's there's absolutely absolutely no way i just i just don't get it but um this just proves this particular piece just proves how much of a sham hack job that january 6th committee Actually was, okay, um yeah, we all know it, we all know it. I mean, anybody with a brain can actually figure that out and see that january the January sixth committee was nothing but a partisan hack job um you know and and designed to go after and stop Trump. The one question that I keep always having with this and and again, I've mentioned it on this program personally, I don't know if I'd actually really like Trump on a personal level, um, but I do like what he does for the country. Um, and I do like what his policies are and his focus is. Um, and that's the reason why I voted for him twice. Um, but the reality of it is, is I keep asking myself this question. Why does this one man draw so much ire from these people? I mean, why is it that they're trying to keep him out? What is it that he has done or has on them that they know he has? If he has something, I mean, let's just assume that he has something. But what is it about him that they are so, they've got so much of a, well, I mean, sorry, for lack of a better term, a hard-on for him. Why? Why? It just doesn't make sense, okay? I just don't get it. He's got it. There's got to be something there that we definitely are not seeing when it comes to him. Because I just can't see, they're throwing so much freaking... effort after trying to keep this man out of office and it's not like he's the devil it's not like he's the second you know the 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 antichrist or anything like that that we know of he's just an american patriot who's trying to bring our country back from the brink of the the corruption and the 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 horrible um direction that our country is going and so that's that's the thing i just i i just don't get it and it has to be more than just Sorry, it has to be more than just the fact that he's an outsider. I just, I I just, I'm sorry. I I don't, I just don't see it. I don't see, it has to be more than that. Has to be more than that. Um, All right. Well, one more thing about January 6th, and then we'll move on um, to my last set of articles. But uh, January 6th, apparently, according to Political Insider, a former defense secretary, (laughs) said that Pelosi was an incoherent, shrieking mess during the January 6th riot and actually went on um, record as saying that it was just people taking selfies. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So former acting defense secretary Christopher Miller slammed Nancy Pelosi in his book, by the way, as an incoherent and shrinking mess during (laughs) shrieking. Sorry, not shrinking, shrieking mess. Um, during the January 6th riot and downplayed the crowd that had overrun the Capitol as a rowdy band of MAGA supporters who were taking selfies. Um, He apparently led the Pentagon from just days after the 2020 election through Biden's inauguration day, and he made the observation in his forthcoming book, Soldier, Secretary, which is set for release sometime this week. I mean, this was, uh, the article was two days ago, so... Um, But anyway, he, he describes lawmakers like Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and even Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell as hyperventilating into the phone regarding the status of troops to protect the Capitol. Um, and he claims Pelosi called him in an incoherent state as she was shrieking about what he describes as a handful of provocateurs who had infiltrated the Capitol. Okay, so more on this is going to come out. this is <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I, I, I get so frustrated with some of these people. I really, really do. All right, so for those of you that may not have been paying attention for to today's events, because of course we had the whole you know state of the Union yesterday, pretty much everybody was talking about that, including myself. Um, and then we also have um, you know the whole China balloon scandal and all of that other stuff, which by the way, they're going and, and picking up. Um, pieces, and China did request for us to give those pieces back. And thankfully, the Pentagon, at least for now, has essentially said no. Um, so that's good. That's a good thing. But whether or not we'll actually know what the thing was is still remains to be seen. Um, but one thing that did happen today is on the Hill, former Twitter executives were being grilled by a special house committee in regards to the whole Twitter uh, suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, And three, three uh, Twitter executives. uh, The three are Yoel Roth, which obviously is in the middle of this entire freaking thing. If you've been watching the Twitter files, you know exactly who this guy is. Um, But Yoel Roth. And then you have uh, also, I got to go down and get the name right. Names right here. Um, Jim Baker, who you'll know was the FBI legal counsel at one point before he started working at, um, Twitter. And then finally, um, the last person was, uh, here she is, the Vajaya, um, let's see, where is it? Vajaya, Vajaya. I want to, I want to get her last name. Um, where is it? There we go. Vijaya Gotti. I can't remember her last name. But anyway, Vijaya Gotti um also testified. And the funny thing about it is they were grilled. Uh, believe it or not, by Andy Biggs. Now, Andy Biggs, um a lot of people let me go back to that other article in the in the post millennial, but Andy Biggs, um, you know, he's not a favorite of Mark Levin, I'm just going to tell you. Mark really doesn't know anything about him, but he also isn't a fan of him either. Um, but he was, they were really, really grilled. In particular, Yoel Roth was grilled about the messages that were sent, the emails that were sent, where Joel Roth basically said that um, the Biden laptop story didn't really violate any of the Twitter terms. And so because... They didn't um, violate any of the Twitter terms. The question is, why did why did it get banned? And so they went through and and yeah, Bobert did a really nice job um, attacking them and, uh, you know, attacking him rightfully so for their for their stupidity for doing this. Um, but I think it's going to come out where you're going to start seeing that they actually did censor on behalf of the federal government, which is. A violation of First Amendment rights, um, but anyway, this is going to be this is going to be keep on keep on going. Apparently, they defended themselves and they said no, there wasn't any unlawful collusion. Um, but I've gone through the Twitter files here on the program. You can go and take a look back. You can also find the Epic Times has a great infographic on the entire timeline of the Twitter files. They they took time and they they. Slapped it all together, um, and they put it together in in the proper order. And so, if you get a chance to go over to the Epic Times, you can take a look and find that infographic. Um, it's if you're interested, it's really really good um, as far as that goes. But I've I've talked about at least the initial Twitter files, and so yeah, I mean, there's just no doubt if you were to go and put this into a front of a of a judge and an actual jury, um, you actually would find that they. They did exactly what they are trying to say that they didn't do, um, which was block the Hunter Biden laptop, which of course I maintain and I still maintain is the number one nationally, um, affected piece that affected the election of 2020 and got the basement dummy put into office, um, So anyway, there is probably going to be some like Buddy points out here about Section 230. um, There's probably going to be some changes to that out of this, I would hope. Um, But the reality of it is, of course, just like anything, if the House does whatever they do and they pass it along to the Senate, the Senate not being in Republican control uh, will probably go and, and shoot it down. And then, of course, it'll never, never go past Joe Biden's desk. As long as Joe Biden is in charge, he's already said that he's already mentioned it. And we unfortunately don't have a veto proof majority um, to be able to get some of these things enacted. However, um, I can tell you that it's still, uh, again, sometimes the process and the information that is discovered during the process is more important than the final end result, realistically. All right. That is my final Whiskey Musings thought of the evening do me a favor if you like the program if you like what i do head on over to rumble sign up it's free okay and hit follow it's actually not subscribe it's actually follow um but go ahead and hit follow i am trying to hit ten thousand subscribers by the end of 2023 in order to do that i need to get 30 subscribers per day roughly between now and the end of the year Um, and that is not going quite so well. So I'm way behind. So do me a favor. If you're watching this and you haven't done so head on over and to rumble, sign up. Like I said, it's free. And then hit the follow button for the whiskey musings broadcast. Uh, otherwise I will see you guys Saturday night, um, right here, same channel, different time though. One hour later because it's Saturday. Um, and we'll see you next time on the whiskey Musings broadcast. Good night, everybody. The Whiskey Musings broadcast is produced by Active Eye Media LLC. All rights reserved.